Welcome back to the Overchurched podcast for people who love Christ but are struggling with Christians. Welcome back, guys. My name's Delicia. I'm Justin. And we are your hosts. We are. <laughs> Hostess with the most as well. Today, we wanted to kind of pick up where we left off last week. We yeah. talked about um, just how fear and insecurity can unhealthily drive certain church organizations and communities and the negative effect it has on people. But I wanted to kind of give us, I wanted us to give um, kind of like the antidote, like what's the solution? Like how do people um, do a better job? How do Christians do a better job of saying, see you later? Um, yeah. without it feeling like this. Well, what was the win that you want to share today? Well, uh, the win is I love the fact that we have friends who currently to this day identify as de-churched and over-churched, yeah. but still want a relationship with us, even though they know we're pastors. Yeah. So we have some friends um, visit Legacy um, recently and they straight up, we've had discussions on their kitchen table at their kitchen table where they said like, listen, we're just, we're over it. Like we don't like, we, like, don't even pray for me. Yeah. Literally that's like, been a separate conversation. Like, bro, I don't even need you praying for me. I'm good. Like, you know, I don't even um, want your prayers. And, and what's funny is, is that we met these friends through church, through church, through church. And so, yeah, but because of, you know, yeah. Un, just because of the, the realities of like what you said, people suck sometimes and yeah. unmet expectations or over promising and under delivering by, you know, Christians and how loosely we throw that family word around. And when uh. people are actually expecting you to treat them like family and then you treat them like, you know, an accessory or, um, property or yeah. means to an end, um, it's disheartening for a lot of people. And a lot of people are over that consumeristic transactional, um, which we've talked about yeah. culture of church. And so my win was they came to Legacy and a couple of things. One, they loved it and they said, no, like, oh, we really feel like this has been missing from our lives. But then we had a follow-up conversation some weeks later and, you know, um, my friend was just very honest and transparent about like, man, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I, like, I loved it when I was there, but after going, you know, come back home, kind of getting the routine of things and it's been hard to sustain it, especially with some things that are happening in my life. And... I just listened to him and heard him out. And then he sent me a text afterwards and uh, it's like a long winded win, but I just wanted to kind of paint the picture, but he sent me a text afterward and he said, Hey, I appreciate you just letting me tr be transparent and vulnerable about where I am with God and church and not attempting to preach or try and correct me based on your own views and stance on things. You just listen and we were able to transition to another topic with ease. Your approach is what's lacking in the American church. And that's exactly what I and many others who have left the church need. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Like that was huge for me because it's like, I don't think I do it perfectly all the time. I don't think I'm, you know, Yeah. but I think us like between what we've seen with our, like having friends who are still in that space. Yeah. Um, having a church literally de dedicated and designed to reach unchurched, to reach people like this. Yeah. I feel like it's helped shape my view because, you know, five, 10 years ago, I probably would have been like, hey, man, come on. But, you know, Hebrews says, don't forsake the assembling of right. the other brethren. And, you know, like that's just the enemy trying to distract. Like I would have tried to preach my way into convincing him that what he was doing was wrong. Yeah. As opposed to just learning some people, you just need to sit with them. 
and sit with them. Yeah. I think that that's huge because I think that that is what, um, a lot of the de church and over church right now, I would say is lacking is empathy. Mm -hmm. They're just lacking the empathy. Um, they're lacking getting it right from receiving it Mm -hmm. from the church Mm -hmm. and leaders in the church, but just people in the church, like the community in the church. You know, I talked to a girl recently that she left her church and this is a church that she grew up in Mm. that she spent her whole life Mm-hmm. Like they walked her through her mom's death. Mm-hmm. And like, these are people that she has looked up to mm-hmm. as family, mm-hmm. but she really felt called and she was following her husband as well. They felt called to go somewhere else. Yeah. They're not leaving God. Yeah. But in that moment, she said the response and the, the, everything that had happened within the situation was extremely hurtful. They weren't supportive. They were saying that this was not of God and all these things. And just to make bold statements like that after somebody who has served like their whole family, their their whole life to, to to this place is for you to like, she asked me like Delicia, how is it that this is, this, like, I'm not leaving God. Yeah. I'm just following him. Yeah. But I'm feeling conflicted and confused because I feel like they're telling me I'm not listening, God, because it is it because it's not what they want? Yeah. It's not That's exactly what it is. And so, but she's struggling. She's Especially wrestling when with this tension. Trust and to spiritually guide you are the ones saying this. This isn't like, you know, well, I just saw this on a random episode of a podcast or something yeah. and I'm like oh maybe I should like like yeah like yeah. when your spiritual fathers and mothers and brothers and sisters tell you there's no way God would ever tell you to leave here or that right. you didn't tell me that so it can't be true yeah that dude, that messes that messes people up it hurts you oh for sure it hurts you and we've 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 dealt with that to some yeah you know some degree of the fact of that the first time we had to leave yeah Um, I will say that the first, I, if you're wondering like Justin, Delicia, how do you guys do this? Like, Mm -hmm. why is it that you're like this? Mm -hmm. I think it's because we have gone through it ourselves. Mm -hmm. We are just learning Mm -hmm. through the mistakes. Mm -hmm. We are gleaming from the ones ahead of us that are, we're like, no, that could have been done better. That Mm -hmm. could have been handled better. And the conviction of Holy spirit and really guiding us of like, is this like Jesus just bringing it back? Like, is this like Jesus? Mm -hmm. Because I truly believe that we were blessed early on in youth group with some amazing youth pastors Mm -hmm. who were just real. They Mm -hmm. were very real. They allowed you a part of their lives. We had youth leaders who were just real. Like they didn't have a squeaky, perfect, clean, like lifestyle or anything Mm -hmm. like that. And that's due to us coming from a city life and Mm -hmm. urban life, of course, background. But at the same time, I feel like it within all that, that we saw people who were real, who were cool, who were like, we could see ourselves like being like, you know, like we admire in that way and never kind of came at us like throwing this Bible at us Mm -hmm. type of deal or being super legalistic, Mm -hmm. but loving us Mm -hmm. through our brokenness, through our mistakes. Mm -hmm. And I think that that is just one way that really helped mold us into this is who we want to be. This is who, cause people in our lives were like this for us. Mm-hmm. 
this is who we want to be to others. Yeah. And we've just held on to that. And that takes a lot of like us wrestling with ourselves, us wrestling with God and yeah. just keeping that same posture yeah. the whole time. Cause it's not easy all the time. Cause sometimes we, I don't know about you, but sometimes I almost feel like I'm doing it wrong at times. Like I'm like, Oh, I'm not as spiritual or I didn't give a real spiritual answer or yeah. I didn't give enough of a, like, you know, yeah, like that's, that's my struggle a lot yeah. of the time. But for everybody listening is that if you have friends in your lives that you love and that you care for and that you, you're just like, I just don't know. Cause I still believe in God's mm. bride. Like I still believe in the church, yeah. but they don't still love them, yeah. like still love them. So be, and how, what does that look like? Is that that looks like you being real with yourself and being real on this journey of like, we're supposed to be waiting with these people, mm -hmm. like sitting and meeting them where they're at. And ch you can challenge them gently, but only if you actually have that relational equity yeah. within them, that guy who sent that to you, that's a close friend that we've kept in relationship now for, I think we're going on like over a decade, over a decade now of yeah. being friends with all because we met through organizing a church camp together. Yeah. We didn't yeah. have this whole like, Oh my gosh. Like we just grew with each other and we've seen each other go through a lot of ups and downs yeah. with God. But yeah. the consistent thing that we've kept is that, Hey, we love you. Mm -hmm. We're going to show up for you. Yeah. We're going to be there for you. As best we can. Like, like we're not perfect. No. no. Yeah. It's a journey. Yeah. Like you're not. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that's what's missing with a lot of people is like still show up for these people like still love on them. Like how are we supposed to be examples to this world? If we're not even, even close to anybody still in the world Yeah, and you're just in this little bubble. Yeah, I agree. I, th I think, um, a couple of things you're having me think about as you're, what my mind was going as you were talking about that is when it comes to like, well, how do I, how do I love on people? But, how do I love on people whom I no longer like consistently fellowship with or, you know, worship with and all those yeah. things. And I think that's something that first of all, are you even thinking about, like, are you even thinking about, and I think you said this in the last episode, like, are you intentional with loving people that are on a different journey than yeah. you or at a different rhythm than you? Um, that it's not always convenient to do so. I, I love the quote, um, I was years ago, I heard a youth pastor say it, that he told a story. He was in a car with a pastor and the pastor had a lot of influence and he was honored to be driving him and stuff. And he, in that moment, started to solve things. He's like, oh, you know, I'm preaching at these places. I'm doing all these things and grew this ministry and doing all these things. And the pastor's just quiet. And, you know, the youth pastor's like talking about himself a lot. I think yeah. out of trying to impress the guy, because, you know, he, he was impressed and he wanted to like, hey, I, I can relate. And uh, the guy just listened, didn't talk much. And then the pastor started asking questions. Finally, it's like he stopped, he stopped talking about himself enough to start asking questions, which yeah. I think right there is a message for a lot of Christians is, do we stop preaching, teaching, talking to people? Do we ever just ask questions? You know, mm -hmm. that's something I'm trying to get better at is, am I asking questions more than I'm just trying to give answers? Right. You know? And so he asked his pastor a question like, man, how do you, what's your secret? And he goes, um, you, you young, a lot of young leaders, they, they get 
and and thrilled or in in you know and fall in love with the idea of of being shepherds and of having large flocks and 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 reaching so many more sheep and you know all these things he said the problem is they stop smelling like sheep hmm. and then it's funny he said that he, he was saying this right as he was parking the car and the pastor gets out of the car and he looks at him and says never stop smelling like sheep and he closes the door mm-hmm. and i always thought that was profound because i think the problem with both pastors and leaders and just people who go to churches yeah is you can stop smelling like sheep and you stop smelling like sheep when you're no longer getting your hands dirty, you're no longer getting involved with the people that you claim you want to reach right you know? right and there's this disconnect and so my point with that is I, I have a passion for our friends who aren't a part of our church yeah. or people we meet who aren't a part of our church or any church because I feel like they keep me grounded into the why of, wait, I follow Jesus so that I can learn how to love, live, and lead these types of people, right? Right. I can, I, I can learn to love them. I can't love people I'm not around. Yeah. You know? And so I think that first thing of um, when it comes to relationships and, and maintaining those, are you even around? You can't love people you're not around. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, I don't feel, I don't feel the burden of, I have to save people or can like, I feel like I just need to point them to the savior. And sometimes pointing is just sitting, you know, and, and they already know, like, if you lived your life clearly enough, they know what you believe. Yeah. They already know. They know what you're going to, they're anticipating what you're going to say. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 So That's they already good. know, especially people when we're talking about overshoot, people that have grown up in church, they've heard this. They already know. Mm-hmm. They just, they also know that the moment they stop doing what everybody else does, they're going to be ostracized. Right. They're going to be, they're not in the cool kids club anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to stop being invited to the dinners and the events and the things because you know, whatever yeah. they're going through. So I love the challenge of how do we combat that narrative? How do we, no, 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 no. You, you, you matter to us because you matter to us, not because you go to the same church. Right. I think what's ironic about the friends you're talking about, we've never gone to church with them. No. They've, we've never gone to the same church. We've yeah. always gone to different churches, but for us, the relationship mattered more than the religious organization. But I think that that is so unique And I think that that's necessary. If somebody's um, currently listening, that is like, you are on a church staff or you attend a church. It's so vital for you to reach outside of your own church and connect with other people in other churches, like other staff members in your city, in your city, we have proximity to, yeah, because it's easy to have. Now we have these social network. We have like, well, we follow each other on Instagram. Yeah. But it's like, they're, they're in Ohio. Like they, they can't really do life with you. Not that it's convenient for you, but what's necessarily a sacrifice Mm -hmm. because it helps you grow. Right. Mm -hmm. When you have that sacrificial love, Mm -hmm. it does something within you, stretches you outside of your comfortability to saying like, no, 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 I care. I recently did this with somebody that we always make jokes. Like we, even when we're in youth ministry and we always saw them, we would always be in another state at another conference Mm -hmm. and everything else. And so I just felt so convicted of that because I was like, you know what? I need to reach out to her and we just need to get coffee. And I just need to ask how she's doing and Mm -hmm. being a friend in that way, because there's no way we live in the same state and we do, we're in the same circles. And yet 
I don't know, like I can't be a friend to her in that yeah, way. Yeah. And it's blessed me. Like we're total opposites, mm-hmm. but like it's blessed me and I'm not doing it to get anything out of it. Yeah. I'm just doing it to be a friend. Yeah. Like I'm just doing it to show somebody some love and yeah. to be like, Hey, I see you. Yeah. And like, maybe you don't have anybody that listens yeah. to you. Maybe you don't have anybody that's close to you or whatever that you can call a friend that knows what you're going through, yeah, you know? It's so it's so needed, but Um, I would say that for that type of person where we grew up and when we first started in ministry, we actually had a lot like your personality just made you immediately like you've always been a learner. I think that you've always been a learner. You're you always want to grow. You always want to learn what's how to do better. Mm -hmm. And I think once we started ministry and you were on like full on board, you immediately didn't look within our own church. You looked all around us Mm -hmm. and you started making friends with every other leader, youth pastor, or some type of director within all the other churches around us. Mm -hmm. Like, why do you think that is like, why do you, what made you do something like that? Well, one, I mean, I, was, I love YouTube. I love learning, you know, from the best communicate, all the people around the world, but those people don't know my city. They don't know my area. Yeah. So it's like, I can listen to, you know, at that time I would, I think I listened to like a Robert Madu or Judas Smith, but that's like, they're in Texas and Washington. Like they can help me preach better, but they can't help me reach my city yeah. specifically because they don't know my city. So yeah. I wanted to learn from the guys that were local that were actually had a passion for the city and the area and the county that we were in and like, what's working for you. Like you're reaching students at the same schools that I want to reach, you know, yeah. like there's thousands of kids at each middle school, high school, and you're getting a portion of them. What are you doing? So I can get the other, like the ones that aren't, you know what yeah. I mean? Like what, what are you doing that works local, like in our context? And I think that's the best way to learn. Yeah. Um, because everything else is just, it's just theoretical. It's like, Oh, well, you know, but you know, at that time and maybe till now, not maybe not now because there's so many resources out now that mm-hmm. people back then we didn't have. Yeah. But I think that it was just amazing because you didn't even put that onus on our senior pastor mm-hmm. to teach you. Yeah. Like you just took it into your own hands of like, I got to go make relationships. I got to go learn yeah. and let me go figure out how that is. Well, I think also was I, when I would go to these other churches, I realized they didn't know each other. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be like, man, I learned this from so like, I'm, you know, so-and-so down the street. They'd be like, who's that? And I'm like, well, how do y'all not know each other? Y'all aren't, we're in the same city. And so I put on, that's when we started project 17 Yeah, I to that. get all the local youth pastors together once a month to just meet each other and learn from each other. Cause I do think the natural tendency for a lot of people, I don't think it's out of necessarily all the times out of pride it's just ignorance and busyness. Like I just get so busy and just go so yeah. used to, especially as you know, you're in your community. Like I just get so used to the people that I'm with yeah. and that I have to feel called to minister to that. I don't make time to learn from the other people that are doing the same thing. You right. Know? That can be a blessing. So I just, I was just kind of that desire of like in reading John 17, where Jesus said, it was really the prayer of Jesus. He's like, make them one. He said, my prayer is not just for the disciples you send me, but the ones that will come that will follow them because of, you know, that will follow me because of the word I've taught them. He said, make them one as you and I are one, then the world will know. Wow. And so I just, I just think that unity is really the secret to the supernatural and, and unlocking like 
miracles and signs and wonders and and for really bringing a revival to the world it yeah. comes through unity and so that was our my passion it was like i just want to start something to get people united because i don't feel like i feel like individually we're doing cool but we could do so much better if we just started collaborating together and learning right. from each other but so yeah that's that's where it came from i just i wanted to be more effective i was like we're not none of us are anybody that's killing it it's like no more there's still thousands of people that aren't being reached but yeah if we work together, we could probably do it better. We could do more damage. Right. But I guess the the worry I have, because I've seen that with pastors. So yes, there's a need for that. But then the worry I have when it comes to relationships for people that, you know, aren't on that level is that how many people essentially, because they don't have leaders that are missionally, you know, kingdom minded, um, and like what you said, your friend who like, I grew up in this church and now that I'm leaving, yeah. they're like demonizing me. I think if we're not careful, if we're not focused on creating unity with our brothers and sisters, we'll create cults. Yeah. And I think that's what, and it's funny because. Or just isolation. You could just yeah. be in isolation. Yeah. Like you yourself. could be in isolation yourself, which is super dangerous, but in the context of, okay, I have a community, right? but. I'm so, it's just this community you right. know, when it comes to my faith, not that you don't have friends at work, but when it comes to like your faith walk, right? I think that there's way more cults in Christianity than we realize. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I like watching these Netflix documentaries and like, there's like this <laughs> new one I haven't got to watch yet called like the how to become a cult leader or something like that. What? Yeah. It's crazy. I have to watch it. Um, but I, 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 I look at it and I, I think like, it's a lot easier than people realize it's it's to become part I of I used cult. to yeah I think you're absolutely right. I used to hear stories of this history mm-hmm. of like the biggest cults that like really were like yeah. crazy. But truthfully, I don't even think people realize how easy it can become within Christian church. The behavior, like the culture's behavior. behavior. Like yeah, like, it's not like you all It's us. Kool-Aid. We all drink the yeah. Kool-Aid yeah. in like hypothetically like we're you know like that culture yeah a cult culture there you go because if we gotta bleed something well yeah and because (laughs) yeah right like that's okay let's talk let's talk about let's i want to i want to break it i want to help people when it comes to like how do i have healthy relationships yeah in church yeah or with people who have left, like, how do I just have, as a Christian, how do I say goodbye well or right. see it later well? But also, how do I know if I'm being part of the problem, right? Yeah, so first so let's good. identify these are the characters of the problem, and then let's talk about the solutions. Okay. Okay. And this is for anybody, any any Christ follower or anybody that's like, I'm, you know, yeah. anybody. This isn't just if I'm a pastor or whatever. Okay. So I would say the first thing is of like, Okay, this is like cult to eat. You know, this yeah. is cultish. Is what you said, isolation. Does this being a part of this community cause me to reject or uh, alienate myself or distance myself from others, right. from other communities? You know what I mean? Right. So uh, that first red flag for me of like, bruh, you, that's not, this right. is not God honoring. This is not John 17. If we were going to use John 17 of like, what does Jesus want the church to look right. like? It's making them, okay. Yeah. One, if this community, this church community causes me to requires me to isolate myself from anyone who's not part of our flock. Right. That's a, that's cultish. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Okay. 
another one I think, and, and I'm saying isolating in terms of like, oh, what we talked about at last spot. If, if I'm, if they're, if we're always criticizing how other churches are operating, right. right? Or just other people or, other or people. like, just, I mean, I've heard it tons of times of like, oh, you know, my family, like they just, they, they do this and they do that. But I mean, that's their choice. Mm-hmm. How are you loving them? Mm-hmm. And is it, as long as it's a safe environment, yeah. and it's not destructive to you in any yeah. way. Like, why can't you still love on them? Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like you can fully pursue Jesus without abandoning your family. And I, I'll be the first to say, like when I first got saved, like that, I did that wrong. Mm-hmm. I didn't even realize that I was doing that wrong because it, it was being made and told to me in the sense of like, you know, you just need to be surrounded by people who believe like you mm-hmm. and think like you, which I get, we're set apart. Yeah, we yeah, know yeah, that, yeah, 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 yeah. but the set set apart doesn't mean that you stop smelling like sheep. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. And I think that that's where the disconnect has yeah. happened yeah. with us, with as Christians yeah. of understanding that, that if you are set apart, you know, that you walk in that yeah. because you have Christ inside of you yeah. and you, and, but you still have to minister to them. And I yeah. remember my, my family, I couldn't even at first, at first, I couldn't even witness to them because they felt like at first, like, what are you doing? What are you at all the time? What are you? And I didn't, I really didn't do a good job of explaining it to them or even showing them like that love. I just kind of was like, I can't, I can't go with you. I can't be there. I'm at church. Sorry. And I would just like constantly make, you know, give reasons, but I wasn't showing up for them anymore. Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. Because I think if we're not careful, we, I don't want anybody to misconstrue this as we're saying not to have boundaries. Right, like if you have right. family members, friends, people that you've grown up with that are, could be a detrimental to your walk with Jesus. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Set hard boundaries. Mm-hmm. We understand that. We agree with that. Yeah. I think when it comes to, it should always be, Hey, I want to invite you to this. Like it should yeah. always be an open invitation for people to join you on your journey of growth or on your journey with Jesus, right. you know? And, um, so yeah, I, I definitely don't believe in like isolating because what, what end up happening eventually um, with with your walk, you end up creating a space to where so many of your family members started to come to church because yes. you were close enough where they could see the change happening. You weren't like this, yeah, not no dis on missionaries, but you weren't like this missionary that's like completely gone and abandoned everybody to follow Jesus, which again, if that's your calling, I'm not hating yeah. on that, but I'm saying in ter- that wasn't for you. And then, so you were close enough to be able to see and follow and you invited more people along in the journey, but you were also different enough to where people be like, Oh yeah, yeah. Don't, don't offer her any alcohol. Like she doesn't drink. Yeah. Like they would wash their mouth around you. Yeah. I don't think those are bad things. Like no, you no. should walk in rooms and be thermostats as yeah. Christians, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So isolation is a problem. That's the first red flag. Right. Does this church community cause me to isolate myself from people who love me, even if they're imperfect, you know, yeah. or from, uh, or, or from other followers of Jesus, just because different denominations or different, you know, certain things they don't, but yeah. if it caused me to isolate, that's a problem. I think the next thing, um, that I think is a red flag when it comes to, is this like culty, um, is does it, do we, not only do we isolate, but how, how do we treat our brothers and sisters locally? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, even if it's not clearly stated, we don't affiliate, we don't affiliate with like, if, even if you're not demonizing them, you said something earlier, unity isn't just spoken, it's seen. Yeah. Like 
do they actually do anything, do with- anything collaborating with other ministries in this city? Mm-hmm. Because no church is big enough or effective enough to change a city by themselves. Right. Except Church of the Highlands. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan of Pastor Chris Hodges. Like they're changing cities. And I mean, golly, but I I also know they're not doing it alone. Yeah. Uh, But, but you know what I'm saying? Like, are we, are we, not only are we, I not isolating, I got to use eyes now, but are we inviting other people to join us in the journey? Yeah. Do I, am I at a part of a church that invites collaboration with other, you know? So like one thing I love that we do is we do um, for, we do, um, we started even before we launched the church, we decided to be a part of this Yeah, was for our city, for our city. Um, and so we collaborate with the city of Chandler and multiple other churches within the city because we make a bigger impact. We yeah. can actually, you know what I mean? Like in different denominations, different denominations. I mean, we're working with Mormons. We're, 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 we'll work with anyone who wants to love on people. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And our, ch- our, our city is better because of it. Yeah. Because as one church like we can only do so much but when we become a part of a bigger body yeah even the body we're like i don't know we're fully affiliated with them but hey we'll figure out a way to make it work you know what i'm saying yeah i just think that's within the city i think that speaks volumes we we invite others to be a part of the journey and we want to be invited to the table to work with others yeah because we realize that that's a that's a kingdom mindset Right. right so are you a part of a community that intentionally invites and involves yeah you know, other organizations, what else would you, what other point would you add? I can't think of an eye. It doesn't have to be an eye. <laughs> we had two, we went two, two in a row. <laughs> um, no, I think that those two things are good. I think that, I don't think that they're, those two things I think are just like, l- reflect on them. Just reflect on them. Well, I got another one before we're done. Go ahead. How do they treat, this is see, IT, <laughs> Intel, shout out Chandler. Uh, IT, how do they treat people who leave the church. Yeah. That is it. So do they isolate, do you have to isolate yourself to be a part of it? Do you invite people who aren't yeah. a part to be, a, you know, to still partner and participate with? And then how do you treat people who leave? What, what happens to, how do they treat congregants who leave yeah. the church? Do they, do they still pray for them? Do they speak highly of them? How do you they know? treat pastors? Or I was about to get yeah. there. I was going to get there. But just just the everyday congregant. Yeah. Because the everyday congregant, like someone who... Sometimes you might not know that, but even as like the team lead, the director, yeah. whatever, like your team should know and be able to say, oh yeah, we like we threw them a party or we sent them a gift. Or, yeah. You know, like that should be seen. Yeah. That should be seen yeah. into the fact that, hey, somebody did leave, but we bless them yeah. or whatever. And now don't get me wrong. We're not talking about the people who just up and leave and like peace out on you. Like those are people who are who were never really involved so yeah. you didn't know yeah. yeah so like they sent you an email and that yeah, was yeah. it like we're not faulting anybody for that yeah. that's on them not on you but the ones that you know like they truly believe that they're going like they're following god's voice yeah. they're saying like hey i love you guys but i feel like this is what god's asking of yeah. me or yeah. my family to do next yeah. these are the people we're talking yeah. about yeah. that have been a part of the community for so long yeah like how do you treat them yeah and if you and if you're in a church and you're like, I'm observing and I'm in, I'm checking out these churches and stuff, pay attention to that. Yeah. Those are the pay attention to that because that's important. Ask people who've already left. Hey, yeah. like, how was it after you left? Are they talking about the people who left or like still? And you have no in idea. In a negative who, way. Yeah. Yeah. You have no idea who they are. Yeah. 
<laughs> like I think that matters. And then matters. and then how do they treat or talk? So he goes, I T T. How do they treat <laughs> and talk yeah. about people or staff who have left? Yeah. Cause that's a major thing. Cause the what people I don't I don't understand why well, a lot of people do pay attention to this. I'll tell a story about that in a minute. Yeah. But a lot of people, it's like you can be so deep into your cult that you don't realize that you don't think that's weird that anybody that leaves it all of a sudden is demonized and like, like you really never feel like they can come back. And yeah. Visit? Why is it that people who work here leave and never even come back to visit? Why is that? Why? Like, like nobody, what, like, nobody do you not think to like when you're like, like, I'll be tripping off of that. I'm like, how do you, how do you see somebody? Just, why have we had so many youth pastors? Yeah. Like it can't be like, at what point, you know, does it go yeah. like, is there something wrong with the church? Like, why didn't youth pastors not stay? Why do worship pastors not stay? Like, yeah. like they're like, it's you're coming to this church. They're this coming home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like if you have a revolving door of youth, young adult worship, like that's something about the culture, that stuff, that's because they've been the closest in, like you think, you know, but yeah. they've been the closest in and how are they treated when they left? And like that just, okay. So we're supposed to be this family yeah. and we're supposed to be like, like if you think about a family, that's like me coming home and being like, Oh like, where did your, where, where did like my sister go? Where did my sister big? Like, where did my sister go? Okay. True story. <laughs> uh, two days ago, or I don't know when you guys are going to watch this, but a couple recently I, I, I had to, I was at the house. <laughs> our family was at the house yeah. and Delicia asked me to go, um, run an errand. And so I, I left and my, my youngest daughter wanted to come with me. So I brought her with me. But Listen, doesn't say anything to any of us while I, we're sitting I on the couch and watching a movie. I didn't say anything. Jalicia calls me, or actually <laughs> my oldest daughter, one of the two, they call me like over an hour later and they're like, hey, I'm like on my way back home <laughs> and it's way over an hour later. And this family, <laughs> she goes, hey, have you seen Juliana? Did you, did you take Juliana with you? And I'm like... Yeah, and we'd be gone like two hours. Like, like, what do you like? Don't act like you care. Like, such an exaggerated. The time just got longer and longer. <laughs> we were gone all day. We finally come back home, and they're they're like, "Oh, did you take Diliana with you?" A whole day. It was an hour. <laughs> it was an hour. So me, and, so me and Juliana come back the next day. To be fair, I asked. I asked. Was your mom there? I think your mom was there. Bunch y'all were there. Yeah. And I was like, "Hey, where's Juliana?" And nobody said anything. No, your mom. Your mom swore she was upstairs. She swore she was upstairs. And I was first like, first of okay. all, Juliana's our loudest kid. <laughs> she doesn't go an hour without being heard but or seen. That's the same. That's the same point that I'm talking about. When you're within the church, there is somebody missing. And there's some people like your mom and there's some people like me that like delay, like some people like your mom are like, no, they're still here. We, they just, they're just gone. They're on vacation. They're somewhere. And then it's people like me that are like, oh, like, like a couple months later, like, Hey, what happened to that pastor? What happened to that team leader? Like what, what happened? And it's like, that's a red flag. If that it keeps is. happening to you, yeah, like you should notice missing family members. <laughs> But we should. I got three kids. I got okay. three kids it's that okay. really feel like six. But, but <laughs> I think the main thing is I just think that 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 cultish thing of 
if if the church is always bashing everyone who leaves or yeah. well, that staff member, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, at some point it can't be everybody. Yeah. It has, at what point are we looking inwardly, yeah. you know? And so I just think, um, what was the first eye? How, if they're isolating, if they're causing you to isolate, that's yeah. scary. If, if, uh, if there was the other eye, it was really good too. Invite. If they're not inviting and they're not in, including other ministries and leaders around the city and they think they can do it on their own, that's scary. If they treat people poorly who leave, yeah, that's that's bad. Um, and if they talk poorly about people who left, like like that, that is so sad to me because we were we're like this is 2023. Like, mm -hmm. what are we doing? Like, we've we've seen the documentaries. What are you talking about? You can't just tell someone that's they have to stay here forever. Like, yeah, that is literally the definition of a cult. Like, you're not allowing people to leave or or shaming them or guilting them into like yeah. Think about it relationally, like. The Christians, I think it's a reflect, like, like yeah. not knowing how, like holding on people to so tightly that you can't, that they can't. You're thinking you have replaced yourself of not trusting God. Yeah. Because those God. are, you are God because those are his children. Mm -hmm. You think you love them more. Mm -hmm. You think you can love them better. Mm -hmm. You think you know better for them. Yeah. No, yeah. he knows better for yeah. them. Yeah. And he knows that the direction that they're going to go, yeah. he knows where the, the fact that they might be distracted right now, they might be on a detour mm -hmm. or whatever the case might be. But also, he also knows that this is his journey with them. Yeah. And like, you can be encouraging and you could slightly say like, Hey, you have know, you thought about have you thought about, mm -hmm. have you, you know, did you pray about yeah. this? Like, yeah, yeah. did you get wise counsel? Are you, are you leaving just cause you're upset? Like, are is you, there, some, yeah. but, which you can still leave, but let's make sure we rectify, rectify the offense. Like right. if there's something, or if you're hurt about something, yeah. let's, I still want you, I still, you still deserve the, yeah. the time and space to leave. However, can we just make sure if there's something we've done wrong, we want to do better. But let's, coach people better on yeah. this. Let's love people better than this. Like, because they deserve that. Yeah. And that's, that's a reflection of who Jesus is. Yeah. It's a choice. Yeah. And they have a choice. Yeah. When did church become not a choice? <laughs> like, Dude, that's scary. That, like I, if I could, man, we've literally sat with students. We've as pastors, as youth pastors, we've sat with students who are like, I really want to leave, but I'm scared my, 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 Every time I, I told, you know, I love like students who love Jesus. Like, yeah. and that's the part that that's what saddens me about people that are over church or even de-churched because yeah. they started off fully loving Jesus. Yeah. But when they're told that can't be God, like, how am I ever going to know the voice of God is every time I think God's telling me something, if it doesn't line up with what you want me to do right now, I, now I have no confidence that I even hear God clearly Yeah. because the last time I thought I heard God and he told me to do something you were like, no, that wouldn't be, and it's like, well, yeah. so now I've replaced God's voice with your voice. Wow. And that's scary. Yeah. And we've had students literally in tears with us saying, I want to leave this church, but my mom is going to be mad at me. Yeah. I don't want to let my mom down. Or I don't want to let these leaders or down. Let these, or these leaders are talking me out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And how do I, and we've seen students struggling, you know, to then, when we've taught them and preached to them to knowing the voice of God and doing things in faith, like that's the other that's thing. Like crazy. a lot of, a lot of times someone leaving a community, a faith community, it's a leap of faith for them to trust that this is God taking them to a different, that's a leap of faith. Yeah. And 
I, I think that we should leave the door so open for people to come and go. Not that you don't do everything to love people well so that they're, you know what I mean, that they feel like they, yeah. they can grow in that space. But having that open-handed policy and culture to where people are able to take leaps of faith and then they're able to learn from experience. Was that God or was that, okay, I tried it. Nope, that wasn't God. I'm coming back home. Right. I'm coming back I home. I want to come back home. But if you never let them leave home, yeah, that's a cult. Yeah, that's like, so good. And so that's that's the the other T that scares me is is how do we how are we talking people out yeah. of things that they, like that God isn't talking them out of like are right. we giving them the opportunity to grow for themselves and I just think that those four characteristics that isolation the not inviting the treating people poorly or or talking poorly about people who do are oh that girl you didn't you left out she said I'm scared if I leave I know I'm gonna lose all of my friends and family. She did. She, she said, as soon that. as I leave, I know everybody's going to cut me off because I've seen them do it to everybody else. And what was sad about that conversation was that she already knew mm -hmm. because of she just never reacted on what she saw before. Mm -hmm. Like she mm -hmm. saw those red flags. It's a fear tactic. If, if people know, like if you leave, then yeah. they'll stay. Yeah. A lot of people will stay because yeah. they're like, well, this is the only family and community I've had. And I don't want to lose this. Was, if I lose yeah, this, I'll lose everything. Like who else is going to support my kids? Who else yeah. is going to be there for me? So then right. they stay out of fear and pressure. And Instead what is that? Love. And that's ungodly. The opposite of love is fear. Yeah. And Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Like Jesus hates fear. Yeah. Like the, so the most, the, the number one commandment in the scripture is do not fear. Wow. But we live, we, we create cults where people are super afraid. We're afraid to say, they're afraid to voice a disagreement or something they don't agree with other pastor. They're afraid to, to leave because yeah. they're going to be shamed or ostracized. They stay in these mega cults out of fear. Yeah. So we just want to challenge you guys like that. The fact that churches out there, there is, we've met some amazing churches that have done this oh, yeah. right. And that there's amazing pastors and leaders Absolutely. and, um, that have really truly done this right. And that it, this isn't like an impossible task. Mm -mm. What we're challenging you as a listener is that don't be that. Yeah. Cause you can make that change. Yeah. You can be that change. And you're in the home that you have chosen for your church. Or if you have left a church and you just like in, you're like, no, that's why I left. That's why yeah. I left Alicia, yeah. Justin, like, that's why I left. Like, then I'm challenging you to really wrestle with God and finding out was that if you can find yourself to finding grace for them mm -hmm. and seeing like, man, they just didn't know how to do it properly. Mm -hmm. They just, they kind of just missed the mark yeah. on that. Yeah. And I'm going to now intentionally find, now that I know the flags to look for, I'm going to intentionally look for a home, ch a church home that does that. So and I pray that you have that. Give them the solution. So it, the opposite of isolation is community. Community. And what have you been saying since we've... Followed Jesus for yourself, not by yourself. Yeah. Um, but... It's huge. In terms of... So you need community. You absolutely. Need community. Like, but you also need a community that is communal and inviting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, that's not thinking that if any church says we're the best church, that's a red flag. Because <laughs> you, at what? Who are you comparing it to? Right. But I, for me to be better, you have to be worse. Yeah. That That's an isolating mindset. Right. Like we 100%. are not, you know, athletes. We're not in competition. Yeah. We're supposed to be a body. Yeah. So... We're hand in hand They're, with you. We're supposed to be hand in hand with the brothers and sisters. Yeah. And if we actually do do something better than them, we should be intentional about building relationship, not to fix them, 
Yeah. But to, Hey, let them, let them see on their own. And if it's something they want, you know what I mean? Like the humility, the humility, like the conference we just went to like Highlands where we shouted out, like they give you all the resources and they don't tell you, you have to change anything. They just say, this is what we do. And and you can see how it works. Yeah. And you can make it your own. You could do it. And it's like, we want to be that. Yeah, like we want to be like, body. if you, if you're coming and being like, dang, they do that better. It's like, okay, I'm gonna go find out like how they do that. Yeah. And, and then we should be the body of, oh yeah. Like you want to know, here it is. Yeah. Like, here's all of it. Yeah. Ask me whatever you want to ask yeah. me. We'll give it to you. Yeah. We're here for, to serve you. Yes. Yes. Not to, not to serve our egos. Yeah. True story. I can't make this stuff up, man. Oh my gosh. I told you guys stories for days, man. Recently <laughs> had a pastor reach out there. There's a pastor operating from this cultish mindset. And this is the evidence of it. He reached out to another pastor who we know and said, Hey, you have some, listen to my sermon. It can help you on some blind spots that you have. They have no relationship. Yeah. He's never met this other pastor. He just observes him from social media and says, well, listen to me preach. This can help you in some blind spots. <laughs> that is the most narcissistic, crazy thing I've ever seen. But, but it was normal to him because he's he, been operating in this, in this mindset. Yeah. And so I think the, the opportunity, if you really love someone, like I wouldn't be like, Hey girl, your, your hair is whack. Come to me. I'll fix everything. Like that makes you feel worse as yeah. an individual as opposed to if you were to ask or if you say, like, oh my gosh, I love your hair. Have you ever, you like, 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 you know what I mean? Like building the relationship to invite someone like mm-hmm. that's totally different. So inviting, making sure you're part of a, a community that's invitational right. that, and then that's collaborative, right? Like yeah. they're, they're, are they, are they working within the community? Are they trying to like, is it just everything is about them yeah. and we do this to help get more people into our church or are they trying to just, how do we be a blessing to this city? How do yeah. we be a blessing? How do we partner? Are they partnered with other or it gets no recognition. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like we heard that from a friend that you won't even know some you churches. Don't you don't even know. know. They don't put their, their, their no. brand on it. No, we did that for, I don't even think we announced it. We didn't even tell the church or anything. We did something for teacher appreciation. Mm-hmm. We got with the school that's right behind us mm-hmm. and we fed all the teachers and we brought, we put this whole display for them for teacher appreciation week and all the YMCA members yeah. and, um, that we host church at. Yeah. And I mean, they were, like floored by it yeah. or whatever, but nobody even knew that yeah. we did it. And it, and the re and Jesus talks about that. Like when you do your things to be seen of men, that's your reward. Yeah. And so you got, there has to be this collaborating of what can we do to just enhance and, yeah. and bring a blessing to this community in this area, regardless of, we don't need the recognition. You don't have to throw our, our logo on it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, that's a healthy church community to be a part of. Yeah. And then thirdly, do they speak? How do they speak of others? How do they speak of others who aren't affiliated with their, like if they speak well, that's the place you want to be around of. Right. Cause that means if they'll speak well of others who leave, that means they'll speak well of you when you leave. Yeah. If you leave, if you ever leave. Yeah. Or if you're never around or if you're not around. Cause right. Yeah. If you ever, you, we know that quote, if people will talk about people next to you, they'll talk about you when you're not there too. Yep. And mm-hmm. so how they like watch how, how, or how people who have left speak well, you know what yeah. I mean? I love, I love, um, at our church named Danny G shout out Danny. He actually just preached first recently. I love one thing I was telling somebody about Danny, every church Danny has been a part of, he still speaks well in them and they still love him. Like they still yeah. have, he still has relationship with, Yeah. 
like regardless, like like that him as an individual is someone where you can trust worth following. Yeah. He's not, you know, leading a pastor. But in terms of like that's the type of product that you want to produce in yeah. terms of people who any place I leave, I'm yeah. still spoken well of and I still speak well of, you know. Yeah. And you know, if you were to ask someone who can be honest about things, but you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like are the pastors in the in the leaders in the culture, do they speak well of other people that are no longer a part? Right. And then, um, do they, do they, what was the last one? Do they, oh, how do they teach or how they talk and how they treat? Mm-hmm. What would you say for like a healthy, healthy way? How they treat them. Um, you know, do they, do they bless people on their way out? Yes. Like, do they Is go Is it out always a way? secret when the staff changes? Yeah. Are they trying to keep everything hush? Yeah. Like I think I had mentioned in the last episode, like it was one of the hardest things I ever had to watch was this family who moved clear across state to join this church mm-hmm. and they joined the church because their friends were on staff and they were the ones that told them to come mm. and they had kids and everything. And mm. like they, they moved and they stood there for like seven or eight months. Mm. We got to really get to know them mm-hmm. and love on this family. But when this family decided that they just didn't align with the vision of the house anymore, mm-hmm. um, they told their friends first because mm-hmm. they were the ones that, you know, um, encouraged them to come mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. talk to them. And immediately I saw that light switch and I saw these staff members immediately like, just no longer talk to them, no longer want, want a friendship with them. What didn't even say goodbye to them. Didn't didn't even say, you know what? I understand. It's okay. Like, let me pray with you or let me like bless you to go help you pack up or any of that. They had nothing. They had no help. And all because they decided to to leave leave and they said that it wasn't the vision anymore. Like you called those people friends. You probably called them family. And they, they thought that, Yeah. but once they were treated that way and I'll never forget, like that staff member asked me and she knew, like, I didn't agree with Mm -hmm. what I saw Mm -hmm. and what I experienced. And I remember she got really offended and, um, upset with me because she took me out to lunch and I knew her whole agenda Mm -hmm. of taking me out. And, um, she brought it up and she's telling me her side of the story of things. But at the end of the day, I was like, but those are still your friends, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Why does it matter? There's never an excuse to treat people poorly who leave a church. Like, and she got so upset. And I remember seeing her and she's like, why would you, why do you think that that's okay for you to say that to yeah. me? And I said, you asked me, Yeah. you asked me what I thought. Wow. And because you asked me what I thought, I told you what I thought. <laughs> and maybe you don't got enough people in your Dang. life to tell you, but you need more friends. You need more people because that's not how you treat friends. And that's the problem. There's not enough Christians telling other Christians that, hey, how you treat people who leave is wrong. That's not godly. Like we need more. There needs to be more people in churches who identify, wait, wait, why are we not praying out that family? Why are we not blessing? Why are we not sowing into that family? Like, especially people that gave their lives to build that church for however short of a time it was. If you invested your time, your family, your resources into building something, you should be blessed. If, 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 if it, if it, if it's possible, yeah, right? If it's like possible. you said, some people just dip out. You didn't, know, you didn't know, right? Yeah. Some people, they leave out in a rage. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're trying to be divisive. I get that. They like, won't respond yeah, to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like I, I, I'm not saying, but I'm saying when it comes to people that are saying, hey, 
we just don't feel like we feel like our season is up here. Mm -hmm. That should, I love, we were at a conference and Chad Beach says, if someone left my church to plant a church right next door, I would buy their studio. I would buy their sound equipment. Yeah. Because I want to be so blessing. And I want people to know, Hey, I, as long as you're following God, yeah. like there is no competition. There is yeah. no, there's no wrong. Yeah. Like you can't, you don't, you're never wrong for leaving a church. It just might not be the best timing. Yeah. It might not be, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you'll, but that's for you and God to figure out. Yeah. But it's never that whole thing of it's scary when we can place institutions over individuals. Like wow. we, I can be so yeah. married to this institution yeah. that I forget that I was, good, I was Jess. called to love individuals. Yeah. You were never called to love a building. Yeah. You were never called to love a brand. Jesus, Ooh. you were never called to yeah. love. No, no, you were called to love the people. Yeah. And the moment we stop loving people because they no longer align with our brand or our culture, or they no longer, you know, uh, uh, submit to the vision. So what, who gives a damn about your vision? Yeah. These are people. Yeah. And if your vision stops you from seeing the vision of God, yeah. which is let them be one. Yeah. Then you, your, your vision is flawed. Jesus says it like this. He says, if you, if the, if the, if the, the eyes are, are cloudy or distorted, then everything in the heart, everything that comes out is going to be polluted wow, because wow, the eyes are out wow. of, like the vision is out of focus. Dang. You know what I mean? Like your, your vision, if that's blurry, everything's ruined. Wow. And I think we've, the reason that so many millennials and Gen Z are over churched is because they were a part of people who lost the, they lost sight of the true vision of, of God, yeah. which is, which was them. And, you and they started, clarity. and you need clarity. You need, you need clarity to stop. Hey, your church is not the best. Stop isolating yourself. Yeah. In it. Hey, you're called to constantly. The Bible is about the brothers and sisters of the faith is not because they go to the 1030 AM at your church. It's because, you know, <laughs> yeah. in a church somewhere, yeah. that's your brothers and sisters. If, if you're speaking poorly, people just, I love the example of Paul, Paul and um, I think it was Luke. No, Paul and Mark, they got into a disagreement over it, like a disciple. Yeah. And they just agreed to disagree and they went separate ways. Yeah. yeah and yeah. neither one of them were wrong. Yeah. Neither one of them were wrong. And that's unity. That was, that was still, they were able to, like, they still, guess what? They still, both of them still made it into the Bible. Yep. Like both of them wrote books and letters that still made it into the Bible. Yeah. So they were both good. They just saw a different way of doing it. Dang. That's so good. And like, why can't we do that? Why can't we agree to disagree? Why can't we say, Hey, you know what? I love this church. It was good for me for a season, but I feel called to go somewhere else. Love people. Love the individual more than the institution. Oh, you, oh, you got it. Love the individual more than the institution. And, that, and that's how we can have healthy churches and have a healthy culture of being able to, if I love you more than I love this building or this, then I can pray for you, love you, rejoice with you, even as you, I can be, see you later. Yeah. It doesn't have to be goodbye. Yeah. I, I would say the last thing is, that identifying of how do they treat people is do the people that no longer come to the church, do they still stay in community with the people who do? Are they still feeling mm -hmm. well? You know what I mean? Like, do yeah. you still see them at the birthday parties and the showers? And right. The, right. Are they still invited to those things? Yeah. Because that means, that means that's all, that's healthy. That's all thing. That means they know how to say goodbye. And that's exactly what we see in Danny G all the time. Oh, Danny all the birthday parties yeah, and everybody from those, barbecues. any church he's a part of, they still want him. They to, still invite him. And they, they still, and and I would say that's good. That, that's amazing. Yeah. And, and I would say the saddest thing, here's how you can check yourself. Have I cut off anybody that no longer goes to my church? Yeah. Go through your phone, go through your social media, go through whatever. If you've cut off people who no longer go to church with you, your cause, you're, you might in, in unintentionally 
be the reason that they're now overchurched or dechurched. Yeah. You might, Jesus says, if any of you causes one of my children to stumble, it's better to tie a millstone around your neck and jump off a cliff into the ocean. Whew. How many of us are walking around with, we, we need, like how many of us wow. need to be jumping wow. off cliffs instead of jumping on the microphones and like, we need to be jumping off cliffs because we are, we are breaking the heart of God because we've caused people, we, the people have caused people to be unchurched, dechurched and overchurched. overchurched. Jesus doesn't. Yeah. It's only when people have a, it's only when people experience something that does not fit the vision of God, when they're cut off from the community, won't long, when they stop, you know, attending or when they go to the church next door, it's when they're, they're spoken poorly of because they didn't agree with whatever the, it's those people that if they stop to, they, they lose their faith in, in the bride and the body of Christ because of how the bride treated them. I think, man, judgment day going to be rough for you, bruh, or sis. Yeah, That's scary. That is. I never, I never want to be the type of person to where people stop following Jesus because how I treated them when they left my church. Right. Right. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I think that that's, that's just overall, I just hope that this, this podcast encourages you, gives you hope and allows you to go back and reflect and get some clarity, asking God for some clarity yeah, and for forgiveness and for forgiveness. And Hey, let's walk you. Let's, let's ask people for forgiveness. If you've done that, if we've, if, if, if we've made people feel isolated, if we've made people ignore, if we've done those things, but let's repent. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's repent. That's good. That's good. Well, we just want to say thank you guys for listening. We um, can't wait to um, talk to you guys next week, but go out and love, live, and lead like Jesus. Love you guys.